is your professionals and animal love show and it's funny i was talking to a friend of mine i'm tommy d that's valerie charlie sorrentino back back in the hot seat charlie sorrentino you're back on the pal show <laughs> you know look i was telling somebody the other day i was on like a it wasn't even a zoom call it was like a I'm going to walk around the neighborhood while I'm on my cell phone kind of meeting because I needed that. And the person I was talking to was like, it's funny you're walking around the neighborhood. I was watching myself on a Zoom screen the other day, and I was the only person who was not still. So this person was saying that they were moving because I just watched myself in the Zoom box, and I'm moving the whole time, dancing to our music. <laughs> dancing to the music. We're back. We're back. It's been a week, but we are back. And we got to send uh, you know, a shout-out to our friend Bonnie Clapper. She was going to be here. She got held up on something, not going to be here today. Sending good vibes. We appreciate you. We will get you back on the show as soon as that's possible. Charlie Sorrentino, back. Topical conversation. And I pulled something up on the Humane Society website. I will tell you about PALS before we get into it. But service dogs, emotional support, animals, therapy dogs. We're going to talk about all that. Charlie is a uh, certified canine therapist, canine trainer, canine professional. We'll talk about all that. But before we talk about that behaviorist yes that's a big deal it's probably a joke i made on the last show and it's probably a joke i'll make right now we could use somebody to improve the behavior of the people who live in this house i don't know if that's what you do charlie <laughs> might be somebody different i mean we'll get into that but i will i will say this i'll just read you something and then i'm sure valerie would like to say some words as well but we want to amplify the message that the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong we want to create this community we want business professionals and community professionals to get together. We are, we are in the process of doing it, not where we want to. We're developing this community so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. Especially the animals, especially in an important two weeks out from the first ever Compassion Awards, which Valerie will tell you about. But we do this by the show, which is now over a year old. We're creating such community and just so many more things to come, so many partnerships, relationships. Val, why don't you talk about the upcoming Compassion Awards and whatever else is on your mind before we get Charlie in here to the conversation? Uh, so before I do the Compassion Awards, um, so one of the things that we always talk about, we have a mission that requires learning, uh, educating, and advocating. And I just want to say we always have so much to learn, and it's because of people like you, Charlie, who are highly credentialed, qualified experts that come on the show and help us decipher uh, a lot of what is out there because there's so much to know, there's so much to understand. Uh, so we really say thank you for being here and I can't wait um, to get into this topic. But uh, so brief description of the Compassion Awards, first annual. Um, I know people sometimes don't like when people say that inaugural, you say whatever you want. I'm calling it the first annual because <laughs> the goal was to make this an annual event where we acknowledge and honor local people who are doing great things for animals. And we have three honorees as the first time out of the gate. It was really hard to pick just three. It was actually heart heartache. Like it was so hard to just limit it to three. Um, that said, our honorees are John DiLonardo of Humane Long Island, uh, Renee Kraft, who is literally like a queen of TNR, and um, Regina Mendoza, who was our first guest and with Camp Happy Tales NYC. So, um, you know, get your tickets. You can get them at pal-show.com. It's going to be phenomenal. This is going to be pet working, when you're networking amongst other animal lovers, we have phenomenal sponsors. We have a great gift bag giveaway, including our very first promotional item, which is 
uh, sponsored by PALS, uh, a pet fire safety sticker, very important to have. And, um, and you know, there's going to be amazing food. There's going to be sports memorabilia, silent auction, step and repeat, a DJ. I mean, I don't I know what else there could be. I went there last night. My son and I went to kind of just yes. take a look at the place. If you haven't been to the refuge so out cool. on a broad hollow in Melville, uh, great place. going to be outside. I mean, I, I mean, and it was so beautiful last night too, Val, you know, yeah. this being Wednesday, this was Tuesday night. It was like a brisk autumn night. And I was like, this is right on. Like, this is perfect. This oh, is perfect. It's going to be perfect. so great. So we're super excited. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't got your tickets, pal, they That's what October 11th, 530 to 830 PM. And you don't want to miss the gift bag giveaway you want to be one of the first hundred people to buy a ticket because those are the ones that are going to have all of the goodie items uh, in there so okay and then one last thing before we dive into the topic um i just want to say like we all have people we know in florida we all have friends family you know people that we uh we love and uh my cousin is there i have several cousins there actually and his children and um, you know, I, I used to live in St. Augustine, Florida, uh, a lot of neighbors and, you know, we're, we're really praying and thinking of you guys and, um, hopefully everyone's going to stay safe. I hope you evacuated. If you were told to bringing your pets, obviously with you, but, uh, I, I, I'm just sending out, you know, best wishes. Let's get through the storm. Right on. Good vibes for sure. Okay. We're compassionate people, not just for animals, Val. We care about people too. That's kind right. of what. It's kind of our thing here. So, so let's, you, you know, you told me, Valerie, that, that Charlie was coming on the show a short time ago. I, I grabbed some information. I, I said from the American Humane Society, service dogs. I, I made four paragraphs on service dogs, emotional support animals, therapy dogs. Uh, there are some key differentiators. And, and, you know, I know you have a lot of questions for Charlie. So, um, Charlie, you want to just jump in, introduce yourself, and then Valerie can kind of take it away with some questions for you. How's that sound? Sure. Sounds good. Okay. I'm Charlie Sorrentino. I'm a certified canine behaviorist, certified trainer. I do basics, advanced. I do service dogs, therapy dogs. So this was perfect, you know, for me to be a part of, of this today. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, you know, this subject also like just, it, it pisses me off. <laughs> I have to be honest because what I see and what, what I understand to be happening is that, you know, there are a lot of places, there's a lot of websites out there where you can go and within a couple of minutes of filling out a few questions, you can like generate some kind of a piece of paper uh, that that people are paying hundreds of dollars for. And they have this expectation that now they're going to be able to go anywhere with their dog, flights, hotels, you know, living apartments, whatever. And um, oftentimes it, that is not the case. It's not that if you think about it, right? Common sense shouldn't be that easy to declare your your pet a therapy animal. Um, and you know, and then there's a bunch of confusion, which is there's service animal. There's I just saw it for the first time today. I'd never heard of it before. A psychiatric service dog, uh, and then there's therapy dogs. And so we really want to get into this because um, there's another factor too, which is. I, I, I just saw this post literally earlier today from an animal advocate that the town of Hempstead, the director of the town of Hempstead has been releasing pit bulls back to breeders without neutering as the town's law dictates and that they have been accepting fake certificates 
that don't apply to pit bulls anyway. But the point is, is that, you know, if you're able to just spend $5 to retrieve an animal at, and as declared, you know, in, in this piece of paper to be a service animal, I mean, this is a joke. This is actually very damaging to legitimate service and therapy animals. What happens though, Val, if somebody, so I want to understand what happens there and Charlie and, and Val, please school me on this one. Cause again, learn, educate, advocate, but <laughs> what, what, um, so I get that certificate. What now privileges and rights do I have? Like, why, why are you pissed off that I can not, not me, but that someone could so easily attain that or obtain that? Like what? Well, first what is, of all, the reason why most people want it is because they want their pet to be eligible for exceptions. Most of the time, I believe it's for travel. You know, they want to be able to take their dog to whatever hotel they want to stay in. They want to be able to take their pet on a flight and not have to check it into cargo um, and or housing. But in this case, when you're talking about shelter animals being retrieved unaltered, meaning they're not fixed, you know, that is terrible because we have a, a major overpopulation problem with pit bulls. Every shelter in the country is lined with unwanted pit bulls and it's sick. So to know that someone's breeding them <laughs> and then they're able to retrieve their dog without them having them spayed or neutered, it actually goes against town code. It's actually against their own laws. So now these certificates are being used for that purpose. I mean, it's horrible. Anyway, I want to get, so Charlie, maybe we could start off with just a basic, right? Like, so what is a, an emotional service animal, which I believe is the lowest barrier to entry, right? No, sorry, support, emotional support animal. What is that? Right. Actually, it's just a term. So we have people who have physical disabilities, but we also have people that have mental and emotional disabilities. Mm -hmm. So those dogs may not necessarily have to perform a physical task, but they benefit the handler in one way or another. Most of the time, just being, if the people can hold the dog, that's good for them. Other people that I've worked with, um, dogs can detect if an anxiety attack is coming on. So psychiatric, emotional support, it really is all the same thing. It, it falls under the, uh, the non-physical tasks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people do require that. They may require the dog to tap on their leg to let them know. And if that is something that they they need well then we have to hone those skills most mm -hmm. dogs would do that anyway and we just kind of develop it so to me a service dog is a service dog it's a dog who provides some type of um um task or something just that will help that person now if you're talking you know people that are sight or he or hearing impaired now you're talking a lot more extensive training because these yeah. dogs they have to be bomb proof um if you have you know um somebody with anxiety that is not sight or hearing impaired well they're not the dog is not going to have to do the same things but mm -hmm. to me service dog is a service dog no matter what they're doing as long as it benefits and aids the handler. Now, a therapy dog is completely different and people confuse them quite mm -hmm. often. 
a therapy dog is a dog that is trained and they go into um, either a uh, assisted living places, nursing homes, schools, hospitals. They just provide what people love so much about dogs, you know, to be able to pet them or kiss them or give them a treat or they lay on the bed with them or sit with the kid who's concerned about reading out loud. Mm-hmm. So they are very, very different things. The training is not all that different until you get to physical tasks. Like does a dog need to open the door or switch a light switch on or bark because the phone is ringing? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the basics of it are really all the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. you know, what aggravates me is that if you Google, let's say, uh, emotional support dog or animal, you're going to get these ads. I just did it before and they're going to pop up and this kits, you know, $179, 200 bucks, whatever. And they talk about how, you know, in just minutes you can qualify and you, you know, they're going to get you like a vest or like a badge or something like that. You know, there's all different levels of kits and people are buying this stuff thinking that this is, now going to open up all these doors for an emotional support animal. But the truth is that a lot of places don't honor that um, and you're not going to get in, (laughs) you know? So it's really, it's a little bit unnerving. It feels like somewhat of a, of a big, you know, money grab. Mm. And that's, Exactly what it is. You know, I get phone calls. I've had people say, I'll give you $2,000 if you write up a, a certification. And I'm like, wow. no, I can't do right. it. I, I have a reputation. Plus, I have a conscience. Right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. totally unethical right. because there are so many people that truly do require yeah. the of a, a service dog. And, you know, I get it. I wouldn't want to put my dog, you know, in cargo on a plane to travel. I get it. Yeah. But that's what this is about. Yeah. Let's, let's pause for a second. You know what, if you don't want to, and not you, Charlie, but listen, folks, if you don't want to put your dog in a cargo, why don't you drive? And then you don't that's have to, what we do. That. that's what Val I, does. I, I know my friend Val and I know to the miles that get put on these cars. So Jovi is all good in the car and he's part of the family, but when I, we got to leave it there. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I know we have a lot of other questions about this, but I, I want to go into a little bit about, so somebody comes to you and, and says, I'll, I'll pay you to do this thing. Just write it up. Well, obviously you're not going to do that. But so what is the, uh, when we come back, we'll do this. What is the service? What is the training? Because, you know, I almost feel like that scene from, uh, from Tommy boy, you know, you want to, <laughs> you know, you want a guarantee. I can give you a guarantee. We will not do the whole scene right now because it's inappropriate. <laughs> There's a, a family show, but if you know, if you haven't seen Tommy boy, I don't know where you've been, yeah. but we love Farley. Um, and uh, Brian Denny, he's in that movie. Uh, Brian Denny, he went to the same high school as me. Yep. So, all right. So we'll be back when we yeah. come back. I want to know what it is, Charlie. So if I say I, I need my dog certified, like what all, all that happens. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. We're back. This I is love great. our song. <laughs> it's great. I, you know, I remember saying in the beginning episodes, I was like, "Yeah, man, it's kind of zen. It makes me chill out." But no, it's got some pop. It's got some. I feel it's a happy song. It's it like, is a happy it's song. Very light and breezy. Um, so we're back with Charlie Sarantino, and one of the things that we're talking about is like when she trains uh, a dog to become a therapy dog. And Charlie, if you could, after you go into that. Um, I would also like to understand um, if someone is presenting a certificate, whatever it is, uh, like, how do people check? You know what I mean? Like, how, how do people know? Is this legit or not? So let's start with the, with the training, though. So if let's say I, I have a dog, I, I go out, I adopt a beautiful a pit bull, one or two years old, which I would love to do, hint, hint. Um, you know, then Who's I want that? my dog. What's that? Remember that thought. Hold on a second. Who is the hint to? Was it the hint to half that there's going to be a pitbull? Oh, it's hinting half. He I'll loves pit bulls too. I mean, yeah. I, I think they're just, you know, I know I mean, they are, so they have a bad year, rap. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. Listen, I was a big Spuds McKenzie fan back in the day. Yeah. That was, those are pit bulls, right? I told you I dressed up as Spuds McKenzie when I was like 12. For, yeah. Did I tell you? So, yeah. but I, so that's a hint. So that would be you and two dogs and half driving around the country from now on. Hopefully more, but that's another story. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, if I wanted my dog to get training for, to become a therapy animal, what does that look like? How long does it take? How much does it cost? Does every dog pass or not really? Like, let's get into that. <laughs> Well, first of all, Tommy, uh, Spuds, I think, was a bull terrier. Is not, that right? not a, 
See, but Seth, that's crazy because Charlie, yeah. my whole life I thought he was a pit bull. No, wasn't he? Like that was like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, he was a bull terrier, but I think a lot of times people just it's part of the the pit bull. I think probably mix. yeah. Right. But that's the same again. Not that I know this is just limited information, but that was the same era. I feel when a lot of these dogs were getting that bad reputation because yeah. of s- stupid things that happened because of stupid people, not yeah. because of stupid animals. Right. right. It's always the people's fault. You know, always, always, a hundred percent. No, just a hundred percent of the time. That's all. All right, so he's a bull terrier. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Valerie, back to you. Are you talking a therapy dog or are you talking service dog? Either or. Let's say I, I say, Charlie, I want to be able to bring my dog onto the plane with me to into whatever hotel. Okay. So I, I want a I want my dog to be trained to become a service dog. I mean, right. right that- service dog. So the first thing I do is ask the people, um, and I do have the right to ask this, what is your disability? So let's say somebody says, um, I have mobility issues. Okay. Okay. What was mobility issues? And then they'll tell me. And then I say, I require a note from their doctor. I want to that, you know, there's another pro- professional out there that's saying, yes, this person needs, and I will call them and have a conversation mm-hmm. because I'm serious about this. This should yeah. not be like, willy-nilly as it is now. This mm-hmm. is something very important. So then they would come in. I would evaluate the dog, see what they know, because you have to start with the basics. Sit, stay, down, come, you know, walk nicely on leash. That you need. Um, The next step is a little bit more advanced. Um, Leave it, drop it, Um, going in and out of stores, uh, restaurants, Um, the a good training thing to follow is the AKC canine good citizen where they, and again, it's just a little bit more advanced, but I'm a, um, um, an instructor and a certified testing evaluator for the AKC, what the AKC canine good citizen. Canine good citizen. Got it. I'm going to share it too. I found it. We'll share some of that information out. Okay. Yeah. Right. They have, they have specific, um, uh, training what they they want done in order for these dogs to pass the test. Now, if it's somebody with a an emotional or a mental disability, I need to know if they are on medication. I need to know if they have any violent tendencies because we don't want to put these dogs in a situation mm-hmm. where somebody may lash out and now they're oh harming the dog. So there's a lot that really goes into this. It's okay. not just oh, you know, I want to take, you know, Fluffy into the restaurant. <laughs> you know, a lot more that goes on. I mean, I do get a lot of little dogs and yeah. they tend more of the emotional aspect because people can hold them. Last which, dog. yeah. Right. So that is. Um, then there's special training. So let's say someone doesn't have the ability to flip a light switch on and off. We have to teach the dogs how to do that. Um, open a door. I've had this open drawers. Wow. So that's where you really get into the, you know, the meat and potatoes of that type of training. Mm-hmm. More people 
now I think are a lot more people, unfortunately, are experiencing emotional distress, anxiety, PTSD, or at least we're becoming aware that mm-hmm. these and all the say disability, but for lack of a better word, anybody with these type of, of disabilities, this is a real thing. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, I'm getting nervous because I have to take a test. These are people that physically become, you know, they shake and they can't concentrate. So these dogs are, are absolutely beneficial yeah. to, to know, people. One of the things that blew my mind was, uh, so again, you know, I'm seeing more and more of these dogs with like a bright red vest on and, but then when you get up close, it'll say like, you know, support, support animal or, and I'm sitting here going, let's look at the ADA, right? The ADA website. So I pull that up and what blew my mind is that it basically says, I'm paraphrasing clearly, but that there's no like badge requirement there's no vest that is you know provided for a service animal um in fact if you go to check into a hotel and you say this is my service dog they are not allowed to ask you specific questions they i think they can ask you what task right what task does this dog right. provide they, they can't ask you, like what's wrong with you if it's yeah. not you know right right so yeah. I'm sitting here going, all these people are walking around with these fancy vests with their dogs and they've got badges and it looks legit and yet right. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to say this like to, to like out all those people, but maybe that's a little fugazi. Like maybe a little bit, maybe I said it. I wasn't going to say it, but I said it. But maybe a little bit like... <laughs> Donnie Brasco over here. <laughs> we we're going to go to a break in a sec, but I want to just. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, dude. This is how the show works. You knew it. You knew it. It's only like 52 weeks in a row we've done this. All right. So so I do want to read, I, but I'll drag out our, our way to the commercial break. I'll drag it out like this. So I went to the AKC uh, American Kennel Club, and I just shared this on Facebook too, but it says the canine good citizen test items are, like, these are, I'm not going to read the numbers. Well, I will. One, accepting a friendly stranger. Next one is sitting politely for petting, appearance and grooming, out for a walk. And it says parentheses, walking on a loose leash, walking through a crowd, sit and down on cue and stay in place, coming when called, reaction to another dog, reaction to distraction, supervised separation. This is not a game, folks. There are professionals like our friend Charlie Sorrentino, who has trained and knows what to do. All kidding aside, it's not just about getting a vest off of Amazon and then, you know, no disrespect to Amazon, but it's not just getting an Amazon vest and putting this on your dog and say, I have a support dog. It doesn't work that way. That's what, we do three things on this show. We're here to learn. We're here to educate. And we're here to advocate. And that's what we do for you. And that's what we do for the animals. Charlie Sorrentino, I'm so fired up. Maybe I have too much caffeine in this body today. I need a break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Pals. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. You know, Charlie, we're so happy to have you here. And I just shared the 10 steps, folks. You could look at them on the AKC website. I'll share it. I did share it on Facebook. I'll try to share just this link with the 10 steps. But I, I mean, like, you know, knowing is one thing, Charlie. It's a matter of having a professional like you that's actually going to do the work, right? You can't, like, just because I see that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to train my dog to do these well, things. Let me, yeah, okay. and let me, bring, let me bring this up, too, because I was talking to Charlie a little bit about this before the break, uh, before we went live. But, you know, um, I saw a website also earlier today that's talking about how you can you can train your own dog to become a psychiatric service dog. So a PSD. And I'm sitting here going these modules that they're talking about, they're all online. And I remember a long time ago when I was in the world of networking uh, that uh, a very well qualified PR professional was saying, you know, he believes greatly in specialists. And, you know, if you think about it, right, if you're going to go to a doctor, you're not going to go to the podiatrist if you need brain surgery and you're not going to go to the cardiologist if you need you know, fill in the blank of any other doctor. I can't think of one right now. Oncology, whatever. But like there's specialists for a reason. And I believe so greatly that dog training needs to happen in person. Am I wrong? I mean it's better. Better okay. because then I mean and there are people that come to me that they have their dogs have basic obedience. Okay. So what I would do is evaluate the dog, see how how um how much do they have are they close to 95 97% if they are then we can move on to more advanced the one thing about people training at home if it's your family dog and you just want a nice friendly well behaved family dog sure as long as you're using positive reinforcement and you know nothing negative no choke prongs or shock collars yeah you can but in something like this it is better 
you know, to come to a professional, even to see how how well trained the dog is. But again, I go back to this all the time. This is serious business. These aren't your average everyday family dogs. These are dogs that when they're working, they're working. When they're home, they depending on whatever the situation is with their their handler, um, then they can be regular dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, and I'll you tell know, you, I also read on the ADA site that it said it says uh, these uh, um, a service animal is not a pet. A service correct. animal is considered to be a working animal. Right. So it's, they have a job to do. And that's right. that is a very important distinction as well. And that's why I get so aggravated when I'm hearing that people are buying these like quick certificates. Yep. A woman who I met uh, recently, she's a she used to be a vet tech and now she has like a pet care business. She made a, an excellent post just I think two days ago talking about this very topic, saying, please stop doing this, because what you're doing is you're actually delegitimizing the actual therapy animals, you know, because if there's no distinction, then it's, it's going to hurt, you know, the people who really need these therapy animals, as well as, you know, potentially there's other things that can go wrong. Like, can you imagine if someone's walking around with, with an animal that they bought a certificate for or a vest or whatever, and that dog attacks someone else's dog. I mean, it, it, it's, there's, if there's no qualifications, it's just a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's the one thing that, and I think this probably started because the airlines have cracked down so much. I actually got a call from a company that I think maybe it was JetBlue that they have now have this company who checks on all of the service dogs. So the, this company, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it. Um, they called me. They wanted to know what my credentials were, when the dog came in for training, what I did for training, and what I gave to the people. Because there's no, in the United States, there's no actual legal certification for a service dog. It's completion of service dog training. So Mm. it's a little you know, it's a little bit different. Like the wording, well, not necessarily like at the end, you check the box, there was an exam or whatever. It's really the actual work is what is, is yeah. proves that they're ready. Right. right. It's the work involved. But we're now with the AKC and I always do the canine good citizen. They have it where to get the certificate from them, there is all the boxes that I have to check off to say the dog passed number one, number two, all the way up to, to number 10. So if we stay on track with that and, and the flip side of that is if somebody walks into a restaurant and they say they have a service dog and that dog is, let's say, getting up from underneath the table, knocks into the waitress. I mean, not that these dogs, they, they're not robots, they're animals and sometimes things happen, but a well-trained dog is kind of going to give you notice if they have to go out or something is not okay. So if you have an untrained dog, these organizations, the restaurants, the airlines, uh, the grocery stores, they have the right, the legal right to ask these people to leave. Hmm. You know, I want to make a comment here because I'll tell you, I've never been on a flight 
where I saw a service dog. So it, this is curious to me. Like I'm, I, I ne- I've never experienced that. Um, so, but I have sometimes like been in a restaurant and stuff like that. And again, I, I'm very, to say I'm, I'm very connected to the, the intellectual and developmental disability nonprofit organizations that serve that community as well as I, I'm mental health is critically important to me as well. Um, so I understand the need for these things, but what kind of bugs me a little bit is if somebody's playing games, if somebody is being silly, I, I use that word for gaze, but if somebody's being silly and just puts a vest on the dog so they can get their dog into it, it's not exactly what, well, why, why are we doing this? We don't, maybe we don't probably don't need your dog like in here where I'm going to have like a steak, you know, like I, that's, uh, but this is, this is human nature. I guess people take advantage of different things and they try, try just to do things that, that make them happy. They I, want what they want and yeah, they, yeah. they don't mind paying for a shortcut. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, I can't put value. Remember last year, a year and a half ago, when people were buying fake COVID vaccine cards on, on the internet? I mean, one guy told me, like, in, in a meeting, like, he was, like, proud of his kid. Yeah, my son got one of these fake cards. Like, dude, what are we talking about? <laughs> people will like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it goes back to I'm um, certainly not going to play innocent, like, you know, in the sense of uh, I think I think all of us at least from from my graduating class, probably had a, a like a fake license. You know, like I mean, they were a lot easier to fake back yeah, then. Back though. Then, now there's like holograms. Were you, were you chalking? It was that your era where you could chalk? I like, don't think I did it. I, yeah. If memory serves, I had a friend, and they were like, "It's two hundred bucks," and we all were like, Shh, "You know, <laughs> like, yeah, whatever." But, you know, because we all wanted to go out together. We all wanted to get into the clubs and yada, yada. You know, I'm, back in the- I'm no saint either, Val. I hear you. I know. <laughs> you. I get but, it. you know, what gets me, though, is that, you know, the potential, the potential mishaps and, and the dangers of it. Like, I mean, if, if someone is just going to, you know, buy a vest or do whatever, you know, what happens if your dog or something attacks a child or, you know, can really, it, it, it could be so bad for also your dog and other people too. But it's just, um, you know, also taking these animals out of shelters, unspayed, unneutered. This is bad. This is like, this defeats the entire purpose of what we are trying to do, which is create a humane environment, reduce overpopulation. Somebody help me. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, Charlie, what would you say? How, what, like, aside from the site that you gave us, which is excellent. Uh, thank you. You know, um, what would you say to avoid or or what would you where else can people be directed to so that they can get the right information? Well, it's either the um, the American Disability Act, the ADA, um, the um, Attorney General's office. They also have on their website the for, for New York anyway. I don't know any you know about the other states, but New York has that where they do a breakdown of the policies, what's required, um, things like that. So, but it's important. I mean, I have to say most people, the majority of the calls I get are legitimate. So if I've done, you know, a thousand service dogs, I would say maybe three or four people have asked. So thankfully it's not 
overrun. And I think now what really is going to push that back is that the airlines, which I think think is the biggest thing housing somewhat but the airlines that that's the biggest thing they're cracking down so much so going to be able to now they can sidetrack that and i'm not even going to say how they can do it because i don't want to put out on the air how people can get around that you and i and tommy will have a private conversation about that okay don't bring me into your don't bring me into these private conversations conversations you know you guys can have this conversation without me i got enough problems no (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding here's my question about i want to know though because you are obviously a resource you're obviously an asset to your clients is there a website how do new potential clients get to you right now what what do you have a website is it facebook how do people find you well i i have all the above i have a website i have an email address uh facebook all what's, of that what's the website because i want to share it on facebook now uh, very very simple uh www.thedogchick.com yeah and you can get to my email from there, but that's very simple. Dogtraining123 at yahoo.com. And even if somebody is just has a question, if they're inquiring, I would rather, you know, they, they got contacted me than somebody who is not a professional or, God forbid, looking online where you get so much missing. That's what we do. We bring you the professionals, guys. These are vetted professionals that we have. These are friends of ours. These have the, the now this should be like a, a stamp of approval, but it's like a paw. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think we have talked about that. I know we have. Yeah. I, know we have. I was just making I like that. I, know, I, I, making love- I just came up with it on the, on the spot there. I was being cute. But that we have talked about it, where you are now certified. Kind of like, you know, vetted. I've I've referred people to Charles. I don't know if they ever called her or not, but I've referred several people over to her. Um, I pray to God people will will listen and, you know, because I'm always worried about the animals. And so if I have a friend who's telling me that she has a hard time controlling her shepherd mix on a walk when the dog sees another dog, um, you know, because he's got this strong prey drive you know it makes me very nervous and i i want that pet to get the training that it really deserves um so that god forbid if it gets loose or whatever you know nobody wants these things to happen so whoever valerie's um, talking to the website is the dog chick.com <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever we're not we're not calling people out but if you if you're yeah. listening go to the dog chick you know who you are, you know who you are. <laughs> um, i don't know I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. Now. No, we Actually, you do know who they are. You do. just don't know it right now. I don't so know Charlie, right now. Let me ask you this question. Do you offer, um, uh, I, 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 what do you call the bomb sniffing dogs and um, canine, like um, the canine cop trainings also? Do you train police dogs? That's what I'm trying to ask. No, the police departments, they train their own dogs. Okay, that makes sense. So the, what about yeah. other types of specialized, um, uh, you know, I, I read, uh, I saw something. It was a, a dog that was trained to sniff out like SIM cards and like microchips because there was this uh, guy who was very involved with um, children, child pornography. And, you know, they could never catch him. They they got a dog to sniff out where he was hiding these little electronic chips. Wow. Can you I, I, 
I, I don't, I mean, I've played around with, you know, dogs, um, sniffing things, um, done search and rescue games. I don't do it as a profession. And I got to tell you why my special is fear and reactivity. And that keeps me very busy. Yeah. Very. And then I do regular training, but those, those are my main, main things that fear and reactivity because I, I- yeah, I got to tell you, I just got to tell you, Charlie, I'm going to share your website as you go to break. But if you specialize in people, you'd be super busy with fear and reactivity because that is an issue for most of only all the people I know. Probably nobody that you know, but fear and reactivity seems to be kind of a constant everywhere I go. All right. I want to share your website. I know you have a lot more to say, but we want to leave some time when we come back for that final Valerie Hates Breaks. Hashtag Valerie Hates Breaks. All right. Well, I'm going to share your website. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back this is pal so let me ask you a question everybody i'm still sharing this if you're watching on facebook and i'm going to ask you these two questions before you make a decision to hire a newer professional charlie wants you to ask yourself these two questions would you send your child to a school where the teachers weren't formally educated and certified would you send your child to a school where the teachers are not formally educated and certified again we're talking to pet parents right now so it's basically the same thing Would you send your child to a school where intimidation and physical punishment was implemented? Well, I wouldn't. uh, And I know most parents of human children wouldn't. And I know most parents of pets would not either. So, you know, Charlie, you're looking at it from a totally different perspective, right? Like there's an old school way of doing things. And then there's the the right way of doing things, right? Right, right. The way science has thankfully taught us over the past 25 years at least now you know and again there are still these trainers out there 
unfortunately, this is an unregulated business. So you can call yourself a dog trainer. You can call yourself a behaviorist. You don't have to have any formal education. And you can use any type of equipment or methodology that you think works. So, you know, I come across this all the time. Somebody I spoke to in rescue yesterday was telling me how this trainer who's around for years and he's pretty well known, I'm not going to say his name, how he uses shock collars, but they call them e-collars or remote collars to get dogs not to be afraid of something and to be non-reactive. That is so completely against science and the way the brain works. So if you use a kinder, more humane, gentle way, now the dog isn't going to be so frightened. So this is why I'm such a big advocate. And people think positive uh, motivation is just, oh, you're just giving dogs treats. That's not what it's about. It's how you implement it, when you implement it, and you're just rewarding them for doing what you would like them to do ultimately. And then there's no physical punishment. Hey, Charlie. You know, uh, you don't. That yeah. You, you, sorry to start you. Um, well, first of all, I want to let everyone know that this young lady has decades of experience and uh, <laughs> on top of all of her diplomas and certifications. But question Can yes. you uh, actually request? Can you? discuss what uh, your experience was. You told me, I think you were in some kind of a class and they had everybody, they had the, the men put on a shock collar, uh, um, a shock collar, right? And then, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and they put it, they were testing and you, I think the women did just their fingers or something like that. I don't, I don't remember the exact scenario. Can you talk about that experience? Sure. Well, the school that I had attended, the Academy of uh, Canine Education, um, their thing was you're never going to use a piece of equipment like a shock collar that causes so much pain and fear. You're never going to use this piece of equipment unless you actually know you experience it yourself. So, yes. So the girls, we had our fingers on the prongs of the shock collar and then there's a transmitter. So somebody's, you know, playing with the dials, lowering the intensity, raising the intensity. So the guys all got cocky and said, oh yeah, that's nothing. The instructor made, put it right on their throat here where nobody, you know, dogs, cats, people, there's no fat there. There's nothing. It's just skin and whatever is behind it. Some of these guys actually had tears in their eyes and these were big, Men. Yeah. They weren't. Well, yeah. So I don't really why. care about these guys because they were being they were cocky. But I'm, I just think I took that right to what is it on an animal like right, right. Come, an innocent little animal just trying. Come on, this is dumb. This is dumb. I'm sorry. I know now I'm pissed off, Val. It took me 58 minutes, but now I'm pissed <laughs> off. You know because yeah. this is just dumb stuff. It's not the way to do things. We're trying to show you a better way. We're trying to. But the point it. is that these methods are still out there. Yeah. So out there, and and I mean, Long Island is inundated with people who call themselves trainers and behavior specialists. And, you know, and not and like you said, Val, not just education. You need to have education and experience. You know, yeah, you have that cocktail, mm -hmm. and now you have somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know how I feel about this and, you know, uh, we're still fighting this battle. The good news, I, I will sell, I'll celebrate. The good news is that, um, you know, five years ago at the Hempstead Animal Shelter, they uh, hired the least qualified candidate for the highest top dollar bid. <laughs> and all I'm going to say about that is that they finally just put out an RFQ and they are looking for an animal behavior consultant. So please qualified people send in your resumes. I will. Well, I, I would like be, being as they're accepting nominations. I would like to nominate my friend Valerie Heffron co-host <laughs> this year's show, the professionals and animal lovers show. Unqualified and would never even apply. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Listen, I've nominated I've nominated other people for other things before, and they didn't so no worries. It's all good. So Val, how how can these professionals um, apply find about how to apply? Okay, great question. So uh, you go to the Town of Hempstead website, which is Hempstead.gov, I believe. Hold on one second. Town of Hempstead. Where are you? I believe it's hempstead.gov or hempsteadny.gov, but because hempstead.gov did not work. Let's see. Okay, so that it's got to be hempsteadny.gov. I got it. So where are we and, gonna look? I'll do it. We'll do it right now. Okay, great. So you're gonna go to the top right tab that says business. Yep. Okay. Top right tab. This is business. I promise this will go on Facebook. Everybody, where am I going? And now? then active bid postings. And the RFQ is probably the sixth or seventh, something like that. You'll see it says specifically. There it is. Right here. Got it right here. Request for qualifications for animal behavior consultant. Uh, it is currently open and it closes October 20th of 2022 at 11 a.m. So that gives you a, a short time frame, about three weeks. So if, if you, you if, yeah, if you click it, it'll right, give right, you right. at the bottom another red hyperlink and you click that and then the directions are there. You got to email, you got to request your packet. And then after you get that via email, you can respond with your qualifications. Right. Right. Does it for specific qualifications? It does not. I don't know why, but okay. maybe they're just looking to cast a wide net. Right. It used to be you had to be a CPDT-KA, a certified uh, professional dog trainer, knowledge assessed mm -hmm. by the Certification Council of Professional Dog Trainers. The problem with that is if you're asking for a behavior specialist, that is a training certification. Mm -hmm. It's not a behavior certification. Yeah. I think because of based of, of years of public outcry that they wanted to cast a wide net and then see you know and sift through their options um so we but, probably charlie and, and val we probably have in our community in the people we deal with we probably have people that would oh my god we're out of time that would excel in that position right so you and and you know what charlie may know some people Valerie may know some people. I might even know some people. But and the truth is, it's about the animals finally getting the enrichment and and the care and the training and the behavior modification that they really need. Yeah, right. yeah. Charlie, leave us with a couple words before we have to head out. Be kind to all animals. That's always. Awesome.
about how you would feel if someone was treating you that way. Yeah, no kidding. You know, the the old golden rule, not the golden rule he who has the gold makes all the rules, but the one is treat others like you want to be freaking treated. Get it together. Let's let's say, listen, the 11th of October will be the first ever, which will probably happen 50 years in a row, we'll probably be doing this event, but the first ever Compassion Awards. (laughs) I'm out of breath. The great of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. And I read that off the back of my business card because that's where we put it right there. Yay, Gandhi. Yay, Charlie. Yay, Val. Thank you. Charlie, thank you so much. Charlie, thanks for being here. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.